I know, I know, I know. It's my fault, man. My bad. My bad. Sorry we're getting this out a little bit late, but uh, this one's a good one. Trust me. ARD, Dale from the Average Cheese. Jamie, come on now. Good friends getting together, have a conversation, a few beers on a Thursday night. Putting it out to you on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, It's a fun one, though. Great off-season chat. Great catching up with friends. Hope you enjoy. Get it. I'm going to show you how great I am. For those of you guys that are just jumping in and listening, uh, we got uh, Dale from The Average Cheese. We got Jamie, no last name. And we got, uh, you know, co-host of the uh, Acme Packers Thursday Night Rock and Roll Fest, ARD. How we doing, guys? Fantastic. We haven't announced that yet on Twitter, but that's so exciting. This is the official announcement of ARD is co-host. Thursday night, every Thursday night. Yeah. Acme Packer. Oh my yes. Congratulations. That's very exciting. Acme Army, yes. baby. Yes. 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 Oh my God. I love the empire building up. I freaking live for this. <laughs> I am so excited. The empire. <laughs> well, I, you know, it, it just, it's, it, it really just, what we just had, guys, was a conversation that that's what I loved about every time Sean came on the show. Uh, you had Boomer, myself, and Sean. You had three generations of guys and you had three different takes and experiences and like what we just had for those that are listening we're not going to put you know putting it out there but we were just talking about you know the issues of today and this whole the you know the conversation revolving around um guns in america right now and it was a really beneficial conversation that people aren't having because what we see on twitter is a lot of lashing out and screaming at one another and we just had a lot of common ground between four uh people from four different walks of life and uh you know that's uh, that's what i appreciate the hell out of uh, all you guys for so anyways ard dale jamie green bay packers there's not a whole lot to talk about you know and so we got all kinds of avenues we can roll down and i just want to give everybody their opportunity to just you know scream and rave about how good this team's going to be at your own pace but i just have to talk about one guy real quick to start the show off he's my new favorite green bay packer he's been talked about all over the headlines and the kid's got a beak on him that matches mine now i don't know if you've ever seen this buddy but i got a i got quite i got a nose on me you know i mean i i you don't want to you don't want to take me to any of those uh i got a big nose i can smell the flowers Tyler Davis got a beak on him, and he's a tight end who is being raved about by the special teams coach, the the GM, Matt LaFleur. I can't wait. We we loved him last year, and uh, so I'm excited to talk about that guy uh, at some point in the show. But what do you guys want to talk about? It's a Thursday night party. Let's go. You can talk about Tyler Davis, man. Go. It's your show. Let's go. <laughs> make it happen i i I just for the tight end it's the position that we we missed out so much on last year right that's why 158 targets went to Devontae adams who's gonna pop out of this group you know the injuries what we saw from deguara i'm hoping that tyler davis is uh you know the new fantasy star for me you can only do that if you're playing against guys who don't live in wisconsin (laughs) <laughs> right, because Packers always go way too early in fantasy drafts. Tyler Davis will go; he'll get drafted only with yeah. teams in Wisconsin. Yep, yep. Because nowhere well, else. With Tunyon being on the pup, 
presumably for the beginning of the uh, year. I'm sure Boomer is going to select him probably fourth, fifth round on his fantasy <laughs> team this year. Tyler might Davis be score. smart. Who knows? It's a whole new <laughs> offense we're watching this year. And I like to think, because we are all like wondering what's going to happen with the tight end position. Why not just keep all three? Because yeah. what in a world where you have Robert Tunyon, where before his injury seemed like he was starting to be this guy that had a great chemistry with an MVP quarterback, had consistent hands, and just made big plays when we needed big plays. <laughs> then behind that, you have Josiah DeGuara, who doesn't, pending health, doesn't need to be that guy because we have that guy, and you just come in on blocking situations because you're a blocking machine, mm -hmm. and he proved that in the little bit of time we got to see from you. Mm -hmm. And then you got Tyler Davis, the up-and-comer, who everyone's loving. Everyone's loving him on special teams. <laughs> Everyone hated our special teams last year, so any love we can get on special teams – Put him out there, and you. And then, if he develops anywhere close to what Robert Tunyon was looking like, he was going to be. That's not too shabby of a one-two-three punch at the tight end position. Mm -hmm. You know, I was really surprised though that they didn't draft a tight end in this draft. Yeah. Because did you get better at tight end only if Tyler Davis makes a huge jump? Right. That's the only way you get better. Mercedes Lewis is like seven hundred and fifteen years old. Josiah DeGuara is not a tight end. I think you said it. He, he's going to be that guy. He's the yeah. H-back. Yeah. Dominic Daphne mm -hmm. is an H-back. Mm -hmm. Tanyan is hurt. I do see that. So mm -hmm. what are you getting there? You have to hope that Tyler Davis is yeah. great because you don't have anybody else for the first, what, six weeks? I don't know how yeah. long the pup list runs for Tanyan. And I don't, who, who knows what he's going to be when he comes back? Is yeah. he going to yeah. be ready to play mm -hmm. when he comes back? Mm -hmm. That's a good point. <clears throat> I worry about that because I thought there were a bunch of tight ends in the draft that they could have taken even late mm -hmm. shit. They could have mm -hmm. taken the Wisconsin kid Ferguson, who I thought would have been a really nice fit for the Packers, but yeah. they didn't touch it. So yay, yeah. Tyler Davis. Let's hope he's <laughs> great. I, I just think it's time we start thinking about Mercedes Lewis and how does he fit into this year's program? You know, I mean, I think this is going to be a question mark going into the training camp because Boomer loves Alizé Mack. Um, he was a Notre Dame tight end, and he's on the on the squad as well. And he's another 6'5", 250-pound player who can block like an animal. But I don't know. Does 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 Mercedes as a as a coach sound good to you as a assistant tight ends coach, or do you know do you try and milk another year out of him? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, basically, that's what he. I mean, he's he's good for the locker for sure. But is that really his main, like, purpose there? Like, yeah, I mean, he's still going to be, like, legit and, like, the blocking. He's, like, the best blocking tight end, right? He's still going to be clutch there. But it's definitely going to be – there will be space for these other guys to really show up and try to do something. He's just kind of there as a backbone. I think what you said is right. I think he's, like, coach on the field guy. I think mm -hmm. he's keep Aaron Rodgers happy guy. I, that part right there. It also mm -hmm. feels to me That's like it's a contract that is basically there to be like, hey, big dog, we're just going to try and get you a ring before you retire mm. because you yeah. deserve a ring before you yeah. retire. And we want you to have that ring 
So yeah. let's go and get you that ring before you retire. And what happens after that? Coach, we'll maybe see. I could see it. I would love that. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that like all you guys have said, he's great for the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, all the guys love him. I mean, pretty much everyone on the planet that has encountered Mercedes Lewis has spoken very highly of Mercedes mm-hmm. Lewis. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, this feels more like a, you're not going to be a key part on this offense, mm-hmm. but we're going to get you that ring before you retire. Yeah. And yeah, I hope they do. That's a great, yeah. mm-hmm. and I really hope they do. Yes. He's yeah. So, yeah. I can't argue that one. Hey, you, you know what? And with the, so the league today announced that now practice squad is going to be 16 players and that you can elevate each player up to three times. Okay. Isn't that interesting? That's a change. That's a change, right? Yeah. I, thought, I mean, that's, I guess adding, you know, game 17, that they really needed to do something and address it because it really worked out well during the COVID. I, I think the responses probably from the teams were just as high as it was from us. I mean, gosh, if it wasn't for that little trick, I mean, Yash got to play, um, Douglas, shit, man. Razul Douglas. I don't know. I love it. I love the amount of injuries we see in the NFL. It had to happen. Like it just, rather than forcing a team to go start digging in free agency for a guy, just to fill a spot, you got guys that you want to eventually be in that spot. Mm -hmm. So why not let them, it feels like it's like kind of like the baseball thing where you just get to see these minor leaguers come up when they're hot in the minor leagues and be like, all right, now prove it in the majors. And it's fun. It gets, you know, it gets their whole, like you get more chances now to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just excited. Jamie, do you have your hand up right now? Did you raise your hand? <laughs> Is this class? Did you raise your hand? What well, happened? she did. I like that it's a, it's a emoji and not actually question? you raising your hand. Do you have a question? I was like, I don't want to cut anyone off. I'm just going to wait patiently for my turn. <laughs> Go for it. Are you ready? (laughs) We're ready for (laughs) No, I was just going to ask. Oh, damn it. You the freaking thought the moment I thought about it was going to go away. I hate my brain. I hate my brain. Uh, No, what was I going to? Oh, the position. Okay, I I wanted to kind of talk about, this is what we talked about the other podcast, but like the schedule and like where the the bye week is. Like, what do you guys think about that? How do you guys feel about the bye week this year? I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan. Now we have week 14 as our bye. Okay. It's the latest one. Yeah. I mean, the, the one year that it. they had the week five bye, I was like, oh my God, week five. What the fuck? We don't need week five. But then we did. <laughs> mm-hmm. <right? laughs> yeah. It depends so, on the injuries. That's how I feel. Yeah. I love it depending on the in- injuries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I like it. that it's like, you know, close to postseason. Sorry. Yeah, I I think we need to rest guys late because we're going to the postseason. Mm-hmm. And it's just a fact at this point. I'd love to wait for someone to prove me wrong, but mm-hmm. still waiting. Um, and eight and eight. we need the, the late bye week is a great spot for it. And honestly, I just trust our coach so much. So when coach says he loves it, if he loves something, I love it. Yeah. The floor knows what he's doing and he's happy. So I'm happy. 
yeah, yeah I mean, as we, a playoff we, team for sure. We come off that stretch though: the Cowboys, Titans, Eagles, Bears. Then we have the bye. Like that's a hell of a stretch. Like followed by two buys. You would need a rest, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, buy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Bears, that nice little mini buy, because we need to. Yeah. We, we need to. The Rams are going. To, I mean, the Rams are picked in so many people's preseason articles right now as the best NFC team ahead of the Buccaneers oh, wow. and the Packers. And I'm going, wow, what is happening? What did I miss? Because Allen Robinson <laughs> joined the team. Aaron Donald might not be there. I mean, he's looking for a big payday. I, I don't know how they watched the Packers, watched the game against the Rams the last two years, and then said, hey, you know what? What they added up. This offseason on the defensive side of the ball, which we have to talk about, guys, because I just I can't stop. I, I'm I'm drooling about this defense. It's I mean, it could be better than the championship defense. It's just unbelievable how how excited Same I am here. And then I heard Eric Stokes talk today on Packers.com, and I just I, I ran lamps around my freaking condo. I was just <laughs> you know, wish it was a DB, but that Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, and then Lions were gearing up. It's a perfect time for a buy you know we could because mm-hmm. we can really get depending on how those last three games shake out there's some people that could get some rest for the playoffs there if we're in an injury situation late mm-hmm. in the season which is i don't know i, don't I was sh- gonna say when we're 13 and 0 into the bye week and then the bye week <laughs> clinches our one seed that's week 15 16 and 17 of kurt bankard season and i'm fucking you're there for, for it, it. Uh, all day <laughs> I want to see. I didn't get to see it last year. I want to see him play, mm-hmm. just for fun. Oh boy, yeah, he's got three uh, three preseason games to play around with him and Jordan Love. Now, hey, did anybody hear what Jordan Love had to say at the end of? Hey, he was happy that Aaron Rodgers got his contract. Class act. I love yeah. him. He's a great guy, but then he said, you know, he ended up with a, you know, uh, he's back, but you, you know. I <laughs> like I'm I, I, I want to play. So <laughs> I'm ready to play. That's what I was saying. I our last that. episode was I don't. As long as the Packers can keep them, they'll keep them. But the mm-hmm. question is, when is Jordan Love going to say, "Nah, mm-hmm. I want to play"? Yeah, yeah. I thought and for then he sure gets to leave, year. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he's a, he has a four-year contracts year, work. Yeah, he's a four-year rookie contract. Mm-hmm. So he has two more years on his contract. I'm sure the Packers won't extend that fifth year that they could extend. That would make no sense. Yeah, gosh. And what if you could keep him happy to stick mm-hmm. around because you're talking five years behind Aaron Rodgers? Mm-hmm. Zero. Zero chance that happens. Yeah, right? he's he, not going to want that. He, but he if already... you can talk him into it, mm-hmm. then the Packers would definitely extend him for a fifth year. The problem is, is I think he might even want to be traded at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. I thought this year, I thought he was going to be traded during the draft this year for sure. Cause if you're Jordan love, you're like, what? I'm better than these fools. Malik Willis. He, he's a better quarterback today than Malik yep. Willis is mm-hmm. all day, all mm-hmm. day long. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure this was the year, but if, if I'm Jordan love, I want to be traded right now. Yeah. Now he hasn't, he needs to stay healthy in the preseason and really show mm-hmm. out like a Matt mm-hmm. Hasselbeck used to do. You know what I mean? Like he needs to have a great preseason. So mm-hmm. he has some value for the pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet there were trading partners, but why would you trade him for a fourth or a fifth or something yeah. like that? There's no reason get his to value do that. Up. Yeah. He needs to have some value. Otherwise, mm-hmm. nope. Sorry, buddy. You're just stuck here as, you know, QB two until we decide you're not. 
I can't wait till Kylan Hill gets in the next midseason. Yes, you know? I mean, no one's talking about Kylan Hill. I'm so excited for him. Oh, I'm baby. so excited for him to come back. Throwing the ball. Like, who's going to return for us? We didn't even know who's going to be assigned to return. Part of me right now Kylan really Hill hopes was... it's Christian Watson. Yeah. Wouldn't Christian that Watson. Have you watched some of his return highlights? That man is a machine. Oh, I saw amazing. they haven't given him given him a contract or something like that. He's the only one who hasn't signed. All you know, ten. Probably just working out the money. Yeah, Can't it's the guaranteed money. money part of things. Really, the the money mm. is so slotted, but it's, it's yeah. how much can they guarantee him? Yeah, mm, I see. I'm, I'm with you. On you that, a top two spot in our roster, your rookie year, Christian. How's mm-hmm. that not good enough mm-hmm. for you right now? Getting the ball thrown to you by Aaron Rodgers. And like I said, and the before, defense are secondary. This team, is, I'm so excited. I mean, I saw two. I saw two uh, reactions to the schedule. We, pe- a lot, a lot of people were like, "Wow, this is a really tough schedule." And then people were, and I'm like, "Well, why are people so scared?" Like, I thought I missed something in the NFL. I was like, "Why are y'all scared of this of this uh, schedule? Like, what's going on? Like, did I miss something, or am I just like a really like positive Packer fan?" Because I'm excited for this the team. Same, the same people, <laughs> the same people that say that we're going to regress and have a bad season this year are the same people that say that we can't play in the playoffs. We're just regular season champs. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're regular season champs, we're not going to stop now mm-hmm. with a roster that is all around mm-hmm. better in all but one position. Okay, now. You can you can jump on the speculation of hey does uh, does Julio Jones you know come in look at look at who's going to be fighting on our roster right now for the top seven wide receiver positions and how many are we going to carry into the season six is what we've you know has been a traditional stretch we've gone we've gone five but with with the players we can put on pup and and extend into the season uh, you know it's a damn good possibility that we could have seven heading into the season. I think we will have seven. I think I think that's the spot we're going to have seven. Peter talked about it on our show with the Zach Toms and the Sean Ryans mm-hmm. of the world. There are guys that can move around the line. Usually mm-hmm. they keep a ton of linemen, right? The Packers yeah. keep way more linemen than mm-hmm. most NFL teams. Mm-hmm. But if you have a Zach Tom who could play three positions, you know, you don't need to keep as many yeah. linemen. I think while there isn't Devonte Adams in the wide receiver room, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there are a lot of guys who can play who, who need the opportunity <clears throat> to play. And I think they will keep more guys. I'm yeah. super excited about the wide receiver room without Adams. I mean, you, you really love having that dude around. <laughs> he was awesome. No, that's not, that's not right. Bad. Like when you downplay, it's like, Oh, that sounds so dumb. Right. Like the guy was amazing. So you bring up Julio Jones and I'm glad you did, because I'd like to run through some names with you very quickly. Um, The arguably the greatest wide receiver to ever play on the entire history of the planet between two guys, really. But one of them that I think it is, is Randy Moss. Randy Moss was worth exactly how many Super Bowls? Can someone answer that question? Zero. Zero Super Bowls. Calvin Johnson. People argue if he got to if he played out a full career and didn't just retire on the Lions is, and I think you could still argue that he's the top three greatest wide receiver to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. How many Super Bowls was Calvin Johnson worth? Yeah, Big fat zero. Donut. Julio Jones will at the end of his career be in top ten, top fifteen, mm-hmm. greatest wide receivers to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, how many Super Bowls is he worth? Zero. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, let's see if we can go through it anymore. Jerry Rice is worth two, but he also like I mean like okay, so we found an outlier. So, and he's like, the greatest of all time. Of all, so, and he's the second greatest of all time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I agree. Second greatest of all time. I agree. Um, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I can't deny what Randy Moss did on a football field. Yeah, I'll believe that man's a freak of nature. That man's a freak of nature. Um, so like, but how important to team success? is one of the great like the greatest wide receiver at the time that he is playing because time and time again the greatest wide receiver in the nfl is on a team that is not winning a super bowl mm-hmm. yeah. yeah to your julio jones point I-, I worried that when they brought in randall cobb that it would make they would limit the opportunities for Amari Rogers. I think mm-hmm. bringing in a Julio Jones limits Christian Watson's opportunities mm-hmm. and Romeo Dobbs opportunities uh-huh. and Lazard's opportunities. I think Sammy Watkins is just a guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think he demands the football. You bring in Julio Jones or AJ green or any of those geriatric fucks that they want to, you know, yeah. sign yeah. like that. I love you, Dale. <laughs> yeah. Those, those guys demand the football. Like yeah. Julio only Jones for like six do. games a year. Yeah. Right but they're going to want the football yeah. and then you're going to have to, you know, then you have this whole thing and you don't have, it's not Devontae Adams, yeah. but you're, yeah. they're dominating the football. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then they're like the Odell Beckham at the Browns. Like they never gave me the ball. Yeah. You can't, and him coming off an ACL mid season. I don't know how that helps us, but I, I just, the, the, the question of having another receiver come on, I just, the reason I love Sammy Watkins is number one, his run blocking from a receiver, what we need from our receivers the, the, the guy was a former number four pick. You you know the potential he has. He's going to be a solid addition. He's $1.8 million. We now have money in the, the, the $15, $17 million range. I don't know what it's at specifically today, but you're telling me that you want to spend another 4 to $6 million on a guy, a legend like Julio Jones, when you have another receiver who hasn't signed his exclusive rights contract yet and alan lazard and who we're expecting to give an extension to now football math doesn't add up on any way for there for me because you mentioned amari rogers that's a third round pick you know he's definitely going to be on the team he's definitely going to be going for some kind of action this year right you don't put that kind of capital into a player without giving them the opportunity to, to to earn it you don't give these young guys that opportunity with a julio jones I don't give a shit about how, what Super Bowl storyline you want to plug on, you know, your ESPN stories or your SI stories. Like, it doesn't make sense from anybody in, that I've talked to in Packerland who, who are really serious about what we have because the talented, those rookies are, are I, I mean, down to Toure. You know, I get excited about that kid's highlights. I can't wait to see what happens. But everything out of OTAs has been pretty damn positive out of Dobbs and uh, Watson so far. So that's fucking exciting. And people like just for whatever reason, just are like purposely putting on the blinders to the type of offense that we're trying to build in green Bay. Mm -hmm. If you look at a common denominator for a lot of the people that we've brought in over the last few years on the offensive side of the football is run blocking. Like everyone that we're trying to put on this team is a good run blocker because we're trying to build an offense with an 18 wheeler for a fucking running back Mm -hmm. to hold onto the ball as long as humanly possible, tear your defense down 
And then when our defense finally gets onto the field, it's coming at you every single time at full fucking speed. Mm. And they're like, I just like, it's so, if you just pay attention, it's so easy to see what the Green Bay Packers are trying to build. Mm. And they're trying to build the like formula that has worked for a longer period of time than any other formula anyone's tried to recreate like you can go pass happy with no defense good job chiefs you won a super bowl but now you can't now you're Mm -hmm. not doing it you're getting beat by teams that you should not be getting beat by in the playoffs when you have patrick Mahomes as your quarterback we did it after after we won the super bowl with a good defense we started focusing all offense score more than the other team and we couldn't win a super bowl Mm -hmm. but year after year like there's like these outliers but year after year heavy defense keep the ball out of the other team's hands for as long as humanly possible wins championships Mm -hmm. Mm yeah and that's looking at the bigger picture people are so tunnel vision like they just like tunnel vision on certain things. Like you see like where this offense is going. If you look at the future and the bigger picture, like you, you won't get stuck in that. Like, Oh my God, like we're going to suck. <laughs> well, and to go on with what you said, I called you Aaron, Sean. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> You're not going to have Aaron Rodgers forever. So if you build this offense around the quarterback, and then you don't have that quarterback and you don't have a running game or a defense. You're Which fucked. Is what we've like, done. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you can't, then you can't move the football. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm totally with that. Like you look at this football right. team and it's built to win in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. built to win long-term in the playoffs too. Not just next year with all these young guys, it's built for a long time. No matter what anyone on Twitter says, the Packers are actually doing the smartest possible thing you can do as a football organization. And that is go all in without ruining the integrity of your future. Yeah. And that that's what was so important for me. Like if Rogers is going to stay, it's with him staying, but like also thinking of the future and not hurting the future just because he wanted to stay. That was very important for me to happen if he was going to stay for me. Yeah. There was a whole lot of dreaming, though, in the whole scenario uh, in the offseason of what we would get for Aaron Rodgers if we traded him and what, what the rebuild would be. And I just think the rebuild out of this draft, I, 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 I've, I've obsessed over the drafts for the last 10 years now. I've gone, I, I think this is the best one in 10 years, uh, in the last 10 years. For 11 picks to n- – if you had 11 picks, Dale, what would be a success? What number would make you feel as a GM? I had a successful draft. I'd say four. If you get four good starters four out, out of 11. 11. Yeah. Aaron, I, ARD. <laughs> How many of these 11 drafted <laughs> players this year do you think will make the team or practice squad? Two first rounders are making the team 100%. Our third arguably first rounder early second rounders making the team a hundred percent at least two to three players will make the practice squad probably more and some of those guys have a preseason with not all incredible um like uh, jump in competition versus what they could be mm-hmm. so i could see i see three i actually i probably see four because Engabare, I think, is going to make the team. 
So I think that we have four guys that make the squad this year. A couple of them could get substantial, two to three of them could get substantial playing time this year. And we will have multiple of those guys on our practice squad. So I'm looking at seven guys at a minimum are making this squad. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that number, Jamie? Um, see that question's about my pay grade. I so <laughs> it's I'm above my pay grade saying. too. Just make it till you make it. <laughs> but That's I'm gonna trust crazy. what y'all are saying. <laughs> so funny. I think there are two guys that you that are late guys that you can't practice squad. Yeah. But most of the guys, the first five, six guys, you can't practice squad them because they'll be ripped off your practice squad in like five seconds. Mm-hmm. And Igbari, I think, is going to start games if one of those guys gets hurt. If yeah. Preston Smith or Gary gets hurt, that is the biggest steal in of any team in the draft. I yep. love that pick. Yeah. I think there are two guys. I think Jonathan Ford, I think he'll – I don't think – it's either him or TJ Slayton, right? Those are the same dude. Yeah. I think one of those guys is going to get put on the practice squad. And I think Toure is going to get put on the practice squad too, too, because there's too much depth in the wide receiver room. And -hmm. I think he's going to have to develop, but he's going to get called up. I bet at least one of the three times to see what Mm -hmm. he can do. Yep. I totally agree. But because he's young, I think you can stash him on the practice squad. And I don't think, and I don't think he's on a lot of teams radars, right? Mm -hmm. He's a seventh round pick. So how would anybody all of a sudden be like, yeah, we need that guy. Well, you should have drafted him then if you really wanted him. Yeah, we just picked up Slayton as well uh, off uh, off the waivers for defensive linemen. It's going to be a hell of a competition regardless. Um, Tyler Lancaster just got picked up by the Raiders. Shout out to that kid. But uh, the competition there is going to be ridiculous. And I don't don't know how Ford makes the team. Uh, You know, Maybe he gets it on the practice squad. And Rasheed Walker is the next guy that I've – question like what happens with this guy is he is he one of these guys i've thought so optimistically about he's gonna face this competition and might have to go to the practice squad because i was convinced when we drafted him we got the one of the steals of the draft and you know somebody who's going to definitely be one of our nine offensive linemen we keep but who knows is he the biggest mystery on why he fell that far in the draft don't understand why because last year, I think he would have been a second or third round pick, fourth mm-hmm. round pick. Like he would have been a middle of that. I, I don't get it at all. Yeah. That dude has a, a freak. He is a physical freak. He, he is, he screams left tackle, 6'6, mm-hmm. 313. Like this dude was yeah. born to play tackle in the NFL. Well, we better keep him because he sounds right cool. <laughs> and he humped the helmet and he, he humped might, that dude. He might be third on our list of, left tackles which is actually insane to think about mm-hmm. oh for sure he's way down the depth chart i just don't understand why he lasted till the seventh round the packers are like what the fuck is this guy doing yeah. there okay <laughs> yeah. i guess we'll pick him yeah. yeah yeah and we're gonna doubt the offensive line geniuses that are in the green bay organization mm-hmm. not a minute mm-hmm. not a minute so what i'm hearing is that we're happy with the depth that we have in the team all the way happy around with the whole team I mean, it's it's crazy how every position, two, three players deep, you just don't see a drop-off, you know? I love go, that. You, you know, look at our linebackers right now. How, how good do you feel about Quay Walker as a rookie? Yes. And mm-hmm. Devondre Campbell. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, I, that makes me so excited. together. Because then Sorry. you got Chris Barnes, and I don't know who else fits into that, but 
We got Devondre Campbell and then Devondre Campbell. Yes. If he can grow his dreads out, they wouldn't they be like twins? They're almost mm. the exact same body. They are like, who is the that same, same person? <laughs> they play the same style. Like mm. it just it's just Devondre Campbell and Devondre Campbell. <laughs> that's that's amazing, right? Because that's awesome. When's the last time we had really good inside linebacker play? Mm. Oh, uh, AJ Hawk, probably a long yeah. time. Right. AJ and he Hawk. wasn't elite, right? Like yeah, he was no. a very good yeah, player. He, wasn't, he was yeah. very good, but he wasn't elite. <laughs> Never. But he was our last very good inside yeah. linebacker. Yes. Him, and what, Desmond Bishop. Him and Desmond oh, Bishop together. Oh, I mean, those that was, guys that was were, kind of sweet. Desmond Bishop should just was a hammer. I mean, murder people. He was, yes. But this is like the first time that I can remember in a long time. Where I don't know that I can pick out a specific position on offense or defense that I am like genuinely worried about. Mm-hmm. And that's wild. Yeah. That's just a wild yeah. realization when you think about it. Yeah. Well, dial it back to the start of the show. The tight end is the biggest question. I think that's, that's I think the team. biggest question is tight end. It, ha- it has Robert Tanya potential of not dropping a damn pass and, you know, getting 11 touchdowns, but we just don't know. I mean, that injury. And him being on the pup, I don't know how long that's going to be a six to eight week kind of deal for him. But I'd say safety on defense. I love Adrian mm. Amos and Savage's talent as they as they come. All Who's day. left after that? All day. Yeah, Henry Black just signed with the Giants yesterday, mm. so he's, did he? Yeah, so he's uh, no well, longer a possibility. And Vernon Scott, and this is why the seventh round pick him? is so valuable. You know, Vernon Tariq, Scott's still around. Tariq oh, okay. Carpenter. This, they're really high on this guy. 230 pounds. <laughs> I love that guy. He might be my, one of my favorite picks in the draft. Like, I asked Peter because Peter is the draft guru. I'm like, yeah. how is a guy that big, that fast, and that athletic not playing? Yeah. And Peter's too nice to say it, but this is what I think he wanted to say. Like, <laughs> He can't fucking play. Like, <laughs> he looks like he can play, and he yeah. looks like he should be just killing people out there. Yeah, but he can't play. But can ultimately, right now, ultimately, he's great on special teams. Is what yes, he go out what, there what and murder do? somebody on special teams, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's Listen. your job. That's what we <laughs> need more than anything. Because like outside mm-hmm. offense, defense. Oof. We need blocking there. Oof. Yeah, we need a guy to go down and tackle guys on special teams. Absolutely. Mm. The guy ran a 447 or something or 44 or something like that at 230 pounds. <laughs> That's bananas. I love that. I can't wait to see him out there. Just... Uh, it, it goes to the same for the cornerbacks though. I mean, who once once Razul Douglas, you know, if he gets hurt and and we're down to Jair and injuries and Nicks and him and Stokes like Jean Charles is our next cornerback. You know, yeah. K- KB and Ento is our next cornerback. <laughs> we might have to reach into Rico Gafford as our next quarterback. You know, right? That's where. That's where. I, but the but the depth is undeniable. Because listen, we went with Chandon Sullivan, Kevin King, and Jair Alexander for a few years there, didn't we? You know, I don't know. It's it's crazy the talent and the depth right now. Who plays Who plays the slot in Green Bay here? It's one of these positions like Eric uh, talks about it, you know, the star position and the slot and it's so important and this kind of person and yeah, it's, Savage would be a great guy for it. I haven't seen anything Razul Douglas do that 
he can't do for, in the slot. I haven't seen Eric Stokes do anything that he I couldn't see do in the slot. The only thing I don't want to see Jair in the slot for is because of a shoulder injury that is worth $84 million now. And he's the best cover. And if he shuts that guy down and never has to tackle somebody, look at what that does for the rest of your defense, right? It's invaluable. Um, I just don't want to see him in the slot. That's that's just also besides injury, I don't want to see him in the slot because that means you don't have Jair Alexander against the best wide receiver on the other team. And why would you not do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm with you. I think either well, I, I like Eric Great Stokes points. too, because Eric Stokes showed the ability to cover deep threats <clears throat> once he gets that them eyes on that football yeah. and starts picking some of them passes off instead of losing yeah. it and it going through his mm. arms yeah. into a Justin Jefferson touchdown. Yeah, he's still growing. You have Jair and Eric Stokes. I'm cool with Rasul in the slot. I'd even be cool with us keeping Kevin King and putting him in the slot. That's what I'm talking about. For your Controversial. number four. For your number I know. four. <laughs> he, knows the, he knows the defense. He knows the defense. He'd be he a does. solid slot guy. The biggest issue we had with Kevin King was getting burnt. You're not going to get burnt in the slot. Yeah. Nope. Especially when we got solid coverage linebackers in the inside. So you got to worry more about the outside and you can fall a little on the inside because we got those linebackers as long as they're not blitzing. I just don't see a world where we don't throw Kevin King a little vet min and throw him in a slot. They they need the depth. They need the depth for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm with you, Eric. I thought, you know, Alexander will play the slot because he is the most versatile of the three guys. But I'm with you on the, we can't get that dude hurt in the wash. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't need him rubbing off tight ends and getting chipped and stuff in there. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, Razul Douglas was a boundary guy. Yeah. Stokes, never in the slot. I can't. He doesn't have the lateral movement to be a slot guy ever, but I think it is Russell Douglas. I think you got to give him a shot there and see what he can do. And they talked about how much he studies film and he's always in the film room and always looking at stuff. Well, then if, mm-hmm. if a guy can transition, it's him. Mm-hmm. If anyone can transition, it's Russell yeah. Douglas because mm-hmm. he will do the work to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> no. Listen, we had Chandon Sullivan playing that position. Yeah, Razul Douglas at a minimum is such an upgrade over that. Just right. Never having played the position before in his <laughs> life, mean... he's better than Shannon Sullivan <laughs> right now. Yeah. I'm not throwing shade at him. I'm just saying, you know, I what we I saw did. on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, guys. It just it's the optimism is is running high over here at the uh, Acme Packers podcast. And some people need a little more controversy. We need to have some Stephen A. Smith. Do you guys know any people that are just haters? We can get on here and just kind of. <laughs> Adam Rank. I want to have a face-to-face conversation with, with oh Adam Rank. Oh, my God. Adam That's Rank. content. <laughs> if we can get Adam Rank on a Thursday night, I would oh, love to chat with him I'm and ask him that, why man. he just continues to say, the dumbest shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. JJ Leahy always has some crazy controversial ones out there. JJ Leahy is fun. Uh, JJ is fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't spoken to him in a bit. Um, listen, the great thing about everybody over at uh, the Packers Twitter. Listen. Uh, 
I have a couple of things bookmarked. I don't know if we should start a new segment. Maybe we should do that next Thursday. Man, I got all night. You do what you want. <sighs> I'll pull the receipts out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, you're going to pull out receipts? <laughs> Let's go. I'll pull myself up for this If one. we have a receipts <laughs> segment on Thursday night, that's, that's, I will come we, prepared. We, we we might need to do that. Dude, Sean would be amazing at this, actually. Yes, <laughs> that could be part the, of your segment on Thursdays. Yes. <laughs> the amount of joy on your I face right now, that. Sean. Yes. <laughs> Yes. He's like, let's fucking do it right now. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Pulls out his third I computer screen. He's like, I got this. Oh, yeah. man. I'm going to have to start bookmarking some shit. <laughs> my my man, Twitter. My Twitter tweets I'm... go crazy sometimes. <laughs> uh, I smell it. Reach the maximum amount of bookmarks. Oh, oh man. Do they Just ask that? your followers for their bookmarks. They have it... tons of gold in there. Oh, I'm sure. Oh yeah, the amount of joy I get though from quote tweeting stupid people saying stupid <laughs> shit—it's just like I don't know why. I just love it so much because I have such a like—I feel like I've gotten to a point now where my follower base, as big as it is, is full of these like like-minded people, and it's just funny to me to watch <laughs> people just come in and rip someone apart for saying something <laughs> stupid. And I don't know. I don't know why I get so much joy out of that being trying to like, I'm, I'm supposed to be the positive guy, but like there's some fun in just like rip it, but it's always pro Packer. We have to yeah. remember I'm yes. very positive Packer. Yes. Bears fans get shit on mm. Vikings fans get shit on mm. Lions fans. You're cool. Right. Until you <laughs> start winning. Like yeah. You guys don't say a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. Cause you guys just like know your place. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine they come back. I got out of nowhere. They start getting good. <laughs> Man, I'll be, I'm here for it. I would love to see what Lions fans can come up with if their team like got competitive. They'll find something. They 1991. Couple of wins and they get insufferable. That's how the Bears are. That's true. I don't got a lot of Lions fans mm-hmm. that follow me, so I don't really see mm-hmm. much of what they say. Mm-hmm. But imagine the Green Bay Packers not winning a playoff game since 1991. How would you feel about the Green Bay Packers on this podcast right now? I mean, Detroit Lions fans. I'd like to pretend that I would still be the same positive pro Packer guy that I am now, but I can't make that guarantee at this moment because I don't have to worry about it. Well, if my team just drafted Jameson Williams, I would be fucking doing cartwheels in the rainstorms all the way down the road. Yep. Mm, Best receiver in a draft, I think. Mm. I guess in fairness, I... I'm a fan of a team oh, that yeah. has, I mean, it's not like they haven't won a playoff game since mm-hmm. 1991, but they have lost the most consecutive playoff games of any professional sports team ever in mm. all of the sports. Mm-hmm. And they look geared up to do it again this year in the week AL central. It feels like they can win that division mm. with the team that they've got just to get swept by the Yankees again and, run that baby up to 22 straight mm-hmm. i think it's 18 right now it's either 18 or 19 so we're going 22 or 23 straight and so i will say that i am less positive when i talk about the twins <laughs> but it's not the negative like burn it all down what the fuck is going on here it's just i'm very critical of the moves that the team makes yeah that 
puts butts in the seats but doesn't win baseball games that's the kind of like so i think that i'd be the same about the packers like i'd be very critical of the moves that they're making to not get them out of that position but i'd never give up on them like i'll never give up on the twins i'll never sit here and say like f them i can't watch them like do you like baseball dale are you are you a brewers fan i'm a brewers do you feel any kind of rivalry at all between the brewers and the twins no do you like that animosity between the Vikings and the Packers? Yeah. It's not even close. They're right? just different. It's the AL yeah. and NL. They, yeah, they play each other right. like three games out of the 162 it, it a year. It is a fucking party. I mean, when I lived in right. Minneapolis, Target Field, once it moved from the Metrodome downtown, <sighs> we would so go happy. to. We would finish work at City Center and roll over, hit the happy hour, go watch a game. But when the Brewers came to town, like, it was a party. It's fun. Everyone should go to a Twins Brewers game. A Twins it's so Brewers fun. game. If you're in Milwaukee or in Minneapolis, man, it is a. It's one of the. It's one of the best things about baseball. I don't know. It's a different different level of uh, vibe. Now, but Jamie, you're a Dodgers fan, right? Yes. Don't hate me. So, like, okay, so the Dodgers didn't win a World Series since the '80s. So, I mean, I still love them. I probably just feel like, I mean. Mm. The Packers and Dodgers are very similar to me because they're very talented and then they like, don't execute when it counts or they're just like have these horrible <laughs> games and they're so freaking t- – they have like all this talent on their team. Like, what the hell? I mean, I've been loving them. They're my home team. And I think, yeah, I'm still going to love the Packers. I'm just going to be like <sighs> all the time. But I still love them. Like green and gold, so I'm dead and cold. <laughs> 100%. All right, guys. Uh, we got to wrap this up. But we have to wrap this up on uh, just one little uh, one little note. Has anybody got any feelings on this week's final week of the Depp and Amber Heard trial going on? Always. I think it's I think it's great that uh, Johnny Depp's always got this weird look on his face. Like he's always like, "Who the fuck are we talking about right now?" Like, <laughs> I just that's my favorite part. He's just like, I just I just love it all because. One, if you go and listen to Johnny Depp's monologue that he had, mm-hmm. that man, while I believe what he's saying, is also a professional actor. And yes. on the other side of the court case, you have multiple weeks of some of the worst lawyering I've ever <laughs> seen in my life with a person uh, with the uh with amber heard who hasn't like had any good moments really up on the stand like maybe a couple but a lot of moments that make her look really bad up Mm -hmm. on the stand and then johnny depp being the incredible fucking actor that he is goes up and knows how to deliver a monologue while while being true also is enhanced by the fact that he knows what he's doing (laughs) And you just have to listen to that and you just look and you're like, I don't know how you guys are going to follow that up. Like, good luck with that. And then right. the, the one lawyers witness, aren't smart enough for that. And they then the one witness who's on like PCP or something and can't keep his tongue out of his fucking mouth <laughs> while saying the dumbest shit ever and just being like, do I have to answer that? And the yeah. judge is like, yes, you're That's... up there to answer questions. Yes, you have to answer the question. Where did they get that And then guy? they like asking him about like earpieces for <sighs> one of the actors. And he's like, isn't he dead? And he's not wearing an earpiece. Yeah, we're talking about before he was dead, you idiot. Like, come yeah. on. Like, and then he's just like, everything he said was he would like get argumentative. Right? I'm like, 
who whose idea was this witness put this guy on the stand like yeah. i don't actually know because if it's johnny depp's lawyers that put that guy on the stand <laughs> and it was their idea good for you guys because that was genius and then amongst a bunch of other moves really? you've made mm-hmm. like johnny depp's future wife going oh, crazy up there the way they look at each other i'm not i'm not oh. convinced that they're not going to start dating in, yeah, in a little yeah, well, bit because the way they look i heard she's got other. a boyfriend right oh does she Oh, apparently. Okay. Okay. I, I don't know how long. Hey, listen, he just. We'll might see. Be Johnny eating. Depp's a pretty charismatic human being. I don't know how you compete with that. Maybe you just He's bow out gracefully. Maybe you just bow out gracefully <laughs> because the way that they work. I mean, Camille. Oh, she. It's. But if it was Amber Heard's lawyers who brought up that witness, it would also make sense because they've done zero intelligent things throughout this entire trial, and it's just it's just insane. It's so like it's I put the amongst the enjoyment and the entertainment value that this is bringing to the people of America. It also hits on a very important point that people don't talk about enough. And that is that men can also be abused. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not just believe the woman first. It's believe the victim first. Like it should just be believe the victim first. And I know at first the victim was Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. And in fairness, a lot of people believed her mm-hmm. first. But now, as we do what we're supposed to do and wait for the truth to come out, mm-hmm. it's like it's men can also be abused. And yes, Amber Heard, he did what you told him to do. He went out in fr- front of a court, in front of a judge, on national television, in front of the world, and told everyone that he's a victim of physical abuse. And most people will see what the court thinks, but most people believe him. So fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Well said, man. Well said. That's uh, awesome. All right, All right guys, let's wrap this baby up. Uh, thanks out there for listening. Uh, make sure you follow Jamie at Jamie No Last Name, following Dale at The Average Cheese, and uh, you're following uh, co host of Dale Peter at The IT Hedgehog. And make sure you're following the new co host of the Acme Packers podcast Thursday nights Sean O'Mara A-R-D follow him at A-R Doppelganger on Twitter and uh, with that everybody hey you know what we gotta get merch we gotta so we gotta like really establish don't end this show first, before though. telling me when is the merch coming what? and when it's like, where all your faces are coming. There's good and there's full. We're running around in circles. Shoe got a spring and hold on me. Never know when to quit.